0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Deployed Yogi Podcast. This week is going to be really focusing on the yoga of meatheads and going to the gym and lifting and strength and conditioning. So, uh, if you know anybody that loves to go to the gym or is getting into lifting and exercise and conditioning, uh, for this episode, it might be pretty beneficial for them. I'm going to go through a couple of things I've noticed um, going to the gym before yoga like before I started doing yoga and now afterwards looking at it through a different lens. So we'll get to that in a second. But first, just catching up on what's been going on here. You know, every day is pretty much exactly the same. Um, you know, you wake up, you go to the gym, eat breakfast, talk to my family, go to work. And after work, I do whatever I do for that day. Um, a few things that I'm taking away from this week is, uh, you know, being a husband. And it's it's difficult when you get in confrontations and you get frustrated with your your partner and it's easy to lash out. And my wife, um, we didn't get into a disagreement or anything, but she said a couple of things that kind of kind of triggered a couple of, of some feelings in me. And I didn't say anything at the time, but I kind of did this, uh, I don't know. I think everyone does this when they want to get in an argument. You know, you get off the phone with the person you stop talking with the person. And then you start coming up with things like, oh man i'm I'm gonna say this i'm gonna say that and this i'm gonna write a message to say this so i was in the shower just kind of like yeah well this this and this again just showing that you know as much as we all try to be mindful and everything we all succumb to like just being a fucking person and getting frustrated um but you know after going through that i just asked myself to take a pause and then just really asking what am i trying to accomplish here and am I saying these things because it's going to find a solution to, you know, whatever we're feeling? Or am I just trying to make myself feel better? Or by self, I mean the ego and just kind of stroke my ego a little bit. And necessarily that's what it is. And I think that's what it is a lot of the time. And luckily, you know, I didn't send any messages. I just kind of cooled off and like just really started introspecting and like, what, what am I trying to accomplish here? And eventually I just let it go. And it's just kind of funny how I think my wife and I were just fucking in sync in Zapadko. That uh, later on that day, she sent me a message without me saying anything, and just kind of apologizing and seeing things from through my perspective, and essentially kind of saying things that I was upset about, but apologizing for them without me having to say anything. So it was it was nice. And again, me having not having to say anything back, I just kind of like had to step back and just listen and fucking let things play out and not react, essentially, and just respond to that. Another thing uh, started this week is this meditation teacher workshop. Uh, meditation, again, has been a big thing in my life. And I fell off a little bit before I came into deployment. But now that I'm here and I have a little more, more time, I just have more time to practice it and do it. And so far this week, is just um, getting back and developing my own practice so I can then teach other people and getting into that. And it just really got me thinking of who I want to serve and what kind of people do I want to help with this. And of course, I want to help everybody, man. I want to shout this shit from the rooftops and say how beneficial it is. I know I'm not going to get everybody. Um, But this workshop is definitely making me get a little deeper into that rabbit hole as far as trying different types of meditation, journaling a lot, Um, just trying to kind of like empty the mind and get into the subconscious and um just seeing how that plays out and what i've come to so far and this may develop over time is you know when i was born when i was born when sunny was born it you know i can i guess a lot of dads can relate it just changes fucking everything you know i for me this little person and i have so much responsibility to help raise him to be a a man you know and uh nowadays being a man is in my opinion sometimes it's like you can't be super masculine it's kind of a bad thing for some reason but trying to raise him in a way where he can be, you know, he can be angry, he can be masculine and aggressive, but still have some calm to him because you need both, you know, you need the yin and the yang. But essentially, what it boiled down to was I want to help fathers. Um, You know, there's a lot of generational trauma that I think dads have. And I just think being a male uh, is you're told to kind of hold those emotions in, just fucking, just bottle them up, put them back inside and just don't ever talk about it. And to be the rock and to be stoic, you know, constantly, which is, you know, to a certain point true. I feel like males need to feel and need to be that rock a lot of times for, for the family. And, but at the same time, you know, that it does get, uh, tiring, you know, to be, um, just stoic all the time and to be non-emotional. It's tough. And just, trying to stop that cycle, essentially, and having raising a generation of kids that are empathetic, that are confident, that are kind. And I think I can do that through, you know, not even not just teaching yoga in the physical aspect, but the, the philosophy behind it. And I think that's what I'm going to try to aim towards is helping fathers, because essentially, it's going to help myself. I'm a relatively new dad, man. But I tell you, all this yoga stuff and all this meditation and mindfulness stuff has definitely helped me be much more patient and present and just what to pass on and what not to pass on, and that all—it all starts with you, essentially. You, I mean, being the dad and being the father. So there may be some more to, to come on that. We'll we'll see how it develops over time, and it may change, may not. But uh, essentially, the rest right now—that's going to be my focus—is how I can help other dads um, be more present and help raise a generation of, you know, confident boys and girls, and just help us out <laughs> later on down the line. Um, but aside from that, again, the biggest thing this week was the yoga for meatheads, the yoga of meatheads here. Um, so before I get into it, just a little bit of backstory, you know, before I was, I would go to the gym a lot. Uh, I messed I've gone to the gym fucking since I was like 14, as you can tell by the spectacular physique that I have. But, um, you know, my, my motivations behind going to the gym have changed tremendously in the, in the past, you know, 15, 16 years. And how I saw the gym and going to the gym, how my feelings going into the gym have changed dramatically as well. So beforehand, you know, I would go to commercial gyms a lot. And a lot of it was, you know, I would feel a lot of stuff, self, not uh, self-conscious about a lot of things, about my body, how I perform, comparing myself to other people, uh, someone intimidated uh, sometimes I saw it as a chore and, you know, it would change a lot. And now luckily going through this, you know, the past few years, my wife and I have been fortunate enough to, we have a gym at home. Um, and I get to work out there every morning and I don't have to deal with other, you know, people in the gym. So, and it's one thing transitioning from, you know, being alone, being in your own space to and working out and then coming back to a commercial setting where there's just a shit ton of people and all different types of Uh, exercise routines and different parts of their journey and and just noticing that and when i first got here you can go back a couple episodes i did start feeling those old feelings of you know self-consciousness of you my my body's not good enough or i'm not strong as that person over there and i'm not doing that but the other day it really kind of clicked as i was kind of lifting and just noticing and how tying some of these lessons i've learned in yoga and applying them to to the gym and just going to the gym in general um so i'm just going to go through this list real quick I'm really just focusing on the yamas, or the ethics of yoga, and the niyamas, and the observance, those are the observances of yoga. And just going through a few of them, I think there's some lessons I can go out here to anybody that's going to the gym now, that's been going for years, maybe to give you a different lens, or someone that's thinking about going to the gym, and maybe you're a little bit, you know, like I was, a little intimidated, a little self-conscious of where you are in your journey, um, and taking those lessons with you and helping you out a little bit. Uh, so starting with the yamas, the first one is ahimsa, and that's kind of the granddaddy of the yamas which is non-violence or non-harm and really just pointing this inwards and realizing that going to the gym is not uh you're not punishing yourself it's not a punishment it is an act of self-love and that's a big thing that i've learned in the past few years that doing this stuff is an act of self-love and i know self-love is like a lot of people like oh i'm gonna fucking go get a pedicure i'm gonna get a massage i'm fucking treating myself and then, yes, to a certain extent, that is self-love. But also self-love is doing things you don't want to fucking do because you know it's going to pay off later in the end. And to me, going to the gym and expressing these movements and strength and everything is an act of self-love for myself. So, you know, the non-violence or non-harm, is just kind of switching that perspective of realizing that this gym, this moment that you have there um, is not self-harm. It is an act of self-love and just realizing that. Another thing on that is, you know, sometimes we hurt ourselves. If we're relatively new to it, whatever, everybody gets hurt lifting. It's just, it's a fucking thing. Um, but again, the the self-harm thing comes when we push through the pain. And, you know, there's a huge difference between, you know, the, the quote unquote pain you feel from, you know, your muscles building up lactic acid and you get, you know, get sore and stuff like that. That's different than an acute like, oh, this fucking joint really hurts when I do this. Um, and just for whatever reason, letting the ego take the wheel and just continuing to push through um, is not needed because you're you're, def- you're definitely hurting yourself and you're definitely hurting something. So those are the things with the himsa. You know, it's self-love, and then not pushing through any pain because you're hurting yourself in that in that aspect. The next one is satya, which is truthfulness, and truthfulness is you know it, it, it comes a lot down to ego, right? You you want to try to lift a certain amount. You want to be very, very fucking grandiose in your movements and the amount of weight you move, but really just taking a step back is like, is my body really capable of this just yet? Not saying that it never will be, but just taking a step back and just like, I should probably lessen the weight a little bit because honestly, I don't, I'm not doing the movement as it should be done, right? I'm doing half reps and all kinds of shit. So, you know, that's one aspect of truthfulness the other one is being honest with yourself on where you are in your journey right it's okay to start and that's okay and just live in that moment where it sucks being a beginner it definitely does but you know just be honest with yourself and just never say like i'm never going to be able to do this because that's not the truth that you will get there it's just going to take time and a lot of patience and practice and that's the the honest part of it and not lying to yourself that, and telling yourself these negative words. Uh, The next one is brahmacharya, which is non-access. And this comes a lot, again, with beginners, with people that have been training for years. And I mean, this is like overtraining, where you go fucking no days off. Every day is harder, harder, harder. And one thing I've learned through lifting is that more does not always equal better. Typically, we need less than we actually feel we need. And there's a couple of different things where, you can do the amount of work that your body is absolutely capable of doing. That's one thing, right? Working yourself to complete exhaust. And then the other, another thing is doing the absolute necessary or minimal you need to make improvements. So for instance, if you can get the same benefits from doing three sets of 10 as you would six sets of 10, why the fuck would you do six sets of 10, right? You're just doing more. Yeah, you're capable of doing it, but it's going to hurt you in the end. So, again, non access and just doing the minimum, having the minimal effective dosage to get what you need to get done to see the improvements you want to make, right? And that's it. And just ride that line. Not saying you don't, you know, it's not cool to kind of push those limits every once in a while because it is. You want to, you want to boast the ego and that's okay. But when it's in an access, that's when you start actually going backwards. And again, more is not always better when it comes to that um the last niyama again aparigraha, is non-possessiveness and this is just the ascension of letting go right um of what your expectations are of your body and what it's going to do and you know just because you went up 10 pounds last week doesn't mean it's going to go fucking uh up 10 pounds this week or if you're trying to lose you know body fat just because you lost three pounds of body fat last week or whatever doesn't mean it's gonna you have to let go of all of this and just and just be, and just enjoy the journey of itself, right? Without any sort of attachment to it. And that's the big thing. As we move on to the niyamas, uh, we get into the first one, which is sauchos, is purity. And this is just like, you know, being purity like is cleanliness, taking care of your body, yada yada. We all know, take a shower, don't be a stinky fuck. But um, on the more mental side of it, I want to read an excerpt from uh, this book, And this is called The Yamas and Niyamas, and it's a book by Deborah Adele. You can check it out. It's a pretty short read, but it goes into all the yamas and niyamas uh, specifically and really goes in depth on how to look at them. But I saw this, and what I mean by purity is by seeing the situation and not tainting it with your expectations, you know, and that kind of takes away from the moment. I'm going to read this episode real quick. I'm trying not to fuck it up for you guys. But purity as relational. Salcha as relational quality asks us to not only seek purity in ourselves, but to seek purity with each moment by allowing it to be as it is. We are asked to be with life, with others, with things, with a day, with work, and with the weather as they were in the moment, not as we wish they were or think they should be or expect them to be. We fail in this guideline in any of our attempts to change, judge, criticize, alter, Control, manipulate, pretend, be disappointed, or check out. Purity is not our attempt to make something different, rather than it is, but rather it is it is to be pure with our relationship with it, as it is in the moment. The difference between being pure with something rather than trying to make something pure is a subtle and tricky distinction. We can easily find ourselves in an arrogant in an arrogant position sitting with our high sitting on our high horse thinking we are bringing something better to the moment or perhaps thinking that the moment isn't worth our attention or maybe even finding ourselves feeling that the moment owes us something when our thoughts or actions are presumptive like this we can act, we actually stain the purity of the moment we are not to bring our idea of purity to the moment we are simply to be with the moment as it is so this goes into the expectations of You know, the gym and lifting itself and just, again, being and just realizing that, man, I see this shit as a gift. That I can express this strength that my body has and ability. And I I fucking love it. And I sound super meatheady, but this is an episode for meatheads. But maybe y'all can resonate with me. I just fucking love the act of lifting and picking stuff up. It makes me feel confident. makes me feel strong. And before I, you know, learned about all this stuff, I would really be sad where like I didn't lift the you know five pounds more like I did and it would fuck up my whole you know time at the gym but going through this and seeing it through different lenses I just see that it's just a fucking it's so beautiful and just letting go of all those expectations and not criticizing everything I've my body can or can't do and just being with it as it is is such a a freeing thing um that I thought it would be good to to read that excerpt for you guys and hopefully you can find some value in that And this kind of bleeds into the next Niyama with Santosha, which is contentment and just loving where we are and realizing that we're fucking always in flux, man. And it's always going to change. I can't lift nearly as much as I could when I was younger, but I can tell you I'm way fucking happier and way more content with what I can do now than I was back then, just because of the mental shift that I've had, uh, looking at it through a different lens. And just realizing that, you know, Everyone has their own journey and everyone that's in the gym that you're looking at or going to run into started, had a day one at some point. Yes, some of us are more genetically gifted than others. I will give you that. But we all fucking started a day one and that your journey is not any less than anyone else, more or less than anyone else's. So just be happy with where you are. The next one is uh, tapas, which is self-discipline. This kind of bleeds into fucking, you know, the gym or that culture as, it, as a whole. And Yes, it's not fun getting up early in the morning to get that run in or to do whatever, but it's that self-discipline, that fire that we build and cultivate within ourselves that I feel bleeds into other aspects of our life. And just it's the acceptance that some of the shit's going to suck and just embracing that and just being okay with it (laughs) in a sense. Just, yeah, it fucking sucks, dude. It's going to hurt in a good way. But by doing that, you're burning away the impurities of saying, of those thoughts, and maybe saying you couldn't do that, or it was impossible for you to do this, lose weight, or whatever your goal is, right? But it's just a day in discipline of doing it every single day, builds that fire and just burns away all that other shit. And the last one is self study that I thought was interesting. And this is one I kind of discovered that I discovered last week is, you know, usually when I lift, uh, depending on what I'm doing, I'm Listen to a podcast, or if I'm if I'm in the mood, I will will listen to some music. But you know, this week this week last week we're kind of like uh, testing our lifts, so we're kind of maxing out. I, I usually go for a two rep max rather than a one because I feel like when you are doing run rep maxes, it's just like eh, I'm just risking too much. I don't want to fuck myself up. So two kind of puts a governor on the situation where it's a lift I can do two times. I don't know I just feel like it's less it's less weight, so I have a little more control over it. Anyway, that aside. So while I was doing that, I I said, you know what, I really want to focus on my body and how I'm feeling and how the weight feels in my body. So I want as little distractions as possible. So what I've practiced with this week or experimented with this week is when it came time to lift, you know, I would turn off my music or whatever I was listening to and just lift in silence, essentially, and just feel everything. And I found it really, really beneficial. Like I could really connect to the muscle I was trying to to use and feeling my entire body, and how I, my posture, you know, how everything was felt. So I thought that was a really interesting thing. And now it's something I do, I was doing all week and now I plan to do it as I move forward. And it's just, you know, listen to music and podcasts while I'm resting. But when it comes to lift, to turn it or pause it off and just lift and just be in that moment not have any sort of distractions is the big thing Um, although music can be a great distraction if you're running i don't like to run so i wouldn't know but you know when you're doing it in silence i feel it it makes you focus on your breath more focus on your posture on your muscles that building that mind body connection so that's uh, something maybe y'all can experiment with with next time you go to the gym it's not like super fun it's kind of weird because if You know, I've been working out to music since fucking forever. Um, But having that moment of silence, I feel is really, really beneficial. It makes it a little bit more meditative, um, in my opinion. So that is it this week. A lot of meathead shit. I hope you guys found some benefit in that. Or if you you know a meathead, please forward this episode to them and share it. Um, I appreciate you all listening to this and hearing my rambles on from week to week. And that is it. If you guys have any questions, comments, concerns, let me know. Send me an email. Send me a message. If you like what you're listening to, please leave me a rating and review. This will help get the episode out to more people. And I will keep knocking these things out until I fucking just can't do it anymore. I love you all and I'll talk to you next week.